Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is a podcast where I take science, different cultures, different religions, and I connect them to the Bible. I do this because I realize that we were all connected through science. So let's go. Okay, so in today's show, I really want to talk about fasting. Oh, G. And the reason why I felt like I needed to do this was because uh, it's hard. It is not easy to fast. Intermittent fasting, it's not easy to cut foods out of your diet because our bodies are just addicted to them. And uh, in Christian belief and religion, we understand that thoughts are spirits. We understand that. Um, but I want to I want to kind of put it in a different perspective because I want everyone to understand what the Bible's saying, not just Christians. And the Bible shouldn't be so mystical, right? Um, it was, but that has nothing to do with anything except it being that the Bible was written in a time that, you know, we're no longer in. So what I want to say is this. When you are having a hard time fasting, the first things that you need to do, the first thing you need to do is definitely fast from just meat. Now, there is no fast in the Bible that talks about just meat. What the Bible does say, however, is that we should not be lovers of meat. Okay? And what has transpired in today's culture is that that's what we want. That's what we crave. We need to have meat. Um, And so, but the problem with always eating meat, especially in always eating meat in every meal, there's a lot of blood in meat. So I'll give you this example, and it's going to be, I mean, it's the human body. What can I say? So take it how you want to, but I have to give it to you as raw as I possibly can. Um, So with my... I fasted from meat for 40 days. Uh, I fasted from meat and I fasted from fermented drinks. Um, I don't drink liquor, but I do drink wine on occasion. I'll drink it, you know, um, on my Sunday. Um, And so this is what I did for about a month. I stopped eating meat. And I just went into another uh, fast. Now, the Bible doesn't say that you shouldn't drink. Um, but it does say not to be, not, not to drink too much, right? So, or not to get intoxicated. Not to, it says to be of sober mind, Right? So it's kind of difficult to be a sober mind when you're trying to get drunk. That's obviously not of a sober mind. 
And there's a reason for that. The reason why is because what fermented drinks do to the body, it not just to the body, but what it does to the brain, what it does to the, it completely, it's intoxicating. That's just the bottom line, you know? So not only that, but there is so much mold in wine. There is so much mold in uh liquor that's why they're that's why they're called fermented and this is the process of getting it to be what it needs to be in order to intoxicate in order to now wine is really good for the body wine is super good for the body um it's loaded with antioxidants um and it helps regulate the blood However, drinking too much of it is not a good thing. Anything that's too much of something is just not a good thing, guys, right? So the uh, same thing with meat. There's a lot of mold in meat. And what in my research, what I've found is that, and I, I know I say this, if you are a regular listener to the show, I always assume that you may be new, and so I try to catch everyone up as much as I can without repeating an entire segment but with the biological kingdom of fungi what the bible calls this is the kingdom of death it calls it the kingdom of um darkness and biology calls it the kingdom of fungi it is literally this kingdom of decomposition and it is composed of fungi fungus mold mildew mushrooms and yeast which is why the bible used to say do not eat um you know unleavened bread that's you know or they were supposed to eat uh, unleavened bread and the reason why is because there's a lot of yeast in bread so the thing about meat is that there's a lot of mold in meat there's a lot of mold in meat there's a lot of mold in um in fish because they're dead it's a dead animal that we're eating and if we think if the kingdom of fungi is the state of decomposition, then we have to think this meat has been decomposed. Uh, it hasn't reached molding yet, but we're eating the animal's blood. No matter how much we may try to clean the meat, we may try to sanitize the meat, you know, with vinegars and with lemon i have to tell you guys the process by which vinegar is made is with yeast so what we have to do in order to get our bodies to be optimized at the highest peak levels listen so if the bible says that the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of um, 
light. Biology calls this sonoluminescence. When God said, let there be light and there was light, and that light was his word, in essence, it's talking about his word being sound and that sound creating light. Well, that's also why the Bible says, in the end days, my people will not endorse sound doctrine. Or why it says um, that he ha- has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So with those two being said, we have to um, protect ourselves. We have to protect ourselves. What are ourselves? Ourselves are our neurons. What are our neurons? And of course, we have more, like we have blood cells. We have different various types of cells within the body. But more specifically, we have neurons. And the neurons are what help us um, fire neurotransmitters. This neurotransmitter is our light, is our electricity. When the Bible says that in him was life and that life was the light of men, then what is the light of men? The light of men is our neurotransmitters. So in order for us to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, we need to make sure that we take care of what we eat. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if in him was life and that life was the light of men, then who is the Holy Spirit? You got it. It's the neurotransmitter. So not only that, but it's also the right hemisphere of the brain. And these are various parts of the spirit, right? When the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength, strength, that strength piece, that's our energy. The definition of energy is strength. In the mind and in the body. And see, this is what I find the most interesting, and, and I love this part, um, and I, I just love words. It's so cool to play around with them, and um, it's because they're so powerful. But what I love the most about um, the word energy is that it really breaks down what the word strength means. Because when we're referencing our energy we're talking about our mind and our body. And when we're talking about alpha and the omega, we're talking about our mind and our body. Because the perfect, most relaxed wavelength that is um, fed to a neurotransmitter, uh, sorry, to a, a neurofeed, or they also call it an ECG machine, this machine measures the waves of the brain. There are five waves. The middle wave is the most, it's not the most relaxed, but it's the most relaxed and awake. And this middle wave is called the alpha wave. So the alpha brain wave is the alpha of the omega. And then the omega body wave is is measured through an EEG machine. And, or I may be getting those two mixed up, but it's ECG and the EEG machine. Those are the two machines that measure the brain and the body waves. 
And so the alpha and the omega, and what I like the most about the term energy is that it's breaking down what strength is, right? So when the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink. So what I know the Bible to do is that if it's not talking, if it's saying that it, the kingdom of heaven is not this thing, then what it's doing is it's obviously telling us that this is the kingdom of hell or the kingdom of darkness is its solar opposite. So now the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink so what is the kingdom of hell the kingdom of hell is food or drink now we need we need um food and drink to survive but we don't need you know an entire cheesecake to survive we don't need um Quite honestly, we don't need meat to survive. We can eat meat. You know, it's not something that we have to completely cut out of our diet, right? Because we see that when God appeared to one of the disciples in his dream and laid out a sheet of all these animals and told him to eat. And he said, no, Lord, I'm not going to eat this because it's unclean and then God showed told him well don't call unclean what I've made clean now here's the thing that's a dream interpretation <laughs> that it doesn't exactly mean you know go and eat all these crazy animals what I believe it means is the dream because then the interpretation of the dream comes later and then it says, you know, don't call a man that I've made clean, unclean. And then he's summoning him to go and visit a man that he wanted to um, him to preach to. And he wasn't Jewish, basically what the dream was um, saying. What I believe is, obviously, if the Bible's telling us not to be lovers of me. So now I have to go back to this, right? So my when I did... The 40-day fast from meat, I tried to eat meat again. So I went, it was a series of, I want to say, either 80 days or 120 days, closer to 80 days. And I did a fast. I tried to eat meat again. And my stomach was hurting so bad like it was to the point where I wanted to throw up um what another thing too is like it was like the gases that were building up in my stomach from this uh, meat and then <laughs> I I think I could not stop like farting it was disgusting and my daughter my six-year-old says, mommy, why do your farts smell like blood? And I was like, oh my God, 
there is still meat. There's still blood and meat, right? And I and usually these little discoveries, then I'll go and research it. But I haven't had time to go to go and research it, so I have nothing to feed back to you guys. But what I would say is that there's still a lot of blood and meat. If my body reacted to it, and my body is not like some miraculous miracle to you know earth my body is the same as your body because if my body is the temple of god and your body is the temple of god then i mean we're in the same boat but there you go for the me (laughs) what i would say guys i would just say that when you go to start fasting start accustom your body to just not have meat or drink and by drink I don't just mean you know um I don't just mean uh liquor and I don't just mean wine I do mean the extra fruity drinks the um, artificial flavoring, all these, those chemicals are really, really hurting us. And I strongly believe that chemicals, sorry guys, I strongly believe that chemicals are, um, I believe that they are spirits. I believe that this is what and this is the reason why I believe that they're spirits is because it's physics, okay? So in physics and the Bible strongly correlate. And this is when I became a huge believer of the Big Bang Theory. The reason why I became a big believer is because the Big Bang Theory is telling us what happened in Genesis, The Big Bang Theory is telling us what actually, not just Genesis, but all throughout the Bible, when the Bible says that I saw um, Satan fall out of heaven, um, get cast out of heaven like lightning, or when the Bible says that, um, you know, the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters, and um, what did it say over the deep? And it was still dark. I'm paraphrasing now. But so what was in the waters? What was in the waters? If there's darkness in the waters, then what was in the waters? Now, he, he's hovering over the waters. Whew. That's another time. That's a topic for another time. But for then, he speaks and says, let there be light. Now, he's hovering over the waters, and he's speaking. Now, the Bible says that the heavens and the earth were filled with water. So he hovers over the speaking, then the light appears. Where did light appear from? Light appeared from the ripple waves from within the water. Why do I know that? Because biology talks about a mantis shrimp that he clasps his claws and it's a tiny glimpse of a second but it creates light from the powerful sound waves of his claws they call this sonoluminescence 
So then I know that from sonoluminescence, I know that what happened in physics, what happened in the Big Bang Theory was also an instance of what happened in, in, in you know, biology with the mantis shrimp. Now, when the, uh, then there's another instance. Okay, I can't get away from saying this before, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's a relativistic heavy ion collider in the Brookhaven National Laboratory here in New York, in Long Island. And this heavy ion collider races um, ions at the speed of light in this 2.4 mile long tunnel. And it recreates instances of the Big Bang Theory. What they realized is that it was never a gas, it was always a liquid. So then, and it says it has no viscosity, and viscosity just means stickiness. It's just in perfect peace. So what do we know God to be? We know God to be joy. We know him to be peace. Okay. So now, um, aside from that, uh, then I also know that from physics, we're also hearing about how, um, how matter creates antimatter. And matter was said to be just protons and neutrons protons being positively charged neutrons holding no charge just being bond just acting as a bonding for protons now in the bible it says that it's peace that bonds us and then it says that he is joy so what is the proton, this positively charged particle? It is God. What is the neutron, this um, piece that bonds us? It is God. Then what ends up happening, right? And this, this is the light, right? That appeared out of nowhere. Of course, science is going to tell us that it appeared out of nowhere. But in the Bible, it's telling us that no, it didn't appear out of nowhere. And this is what happened. It was a, a creation of sonoluminescence. Now, with the, um, then it says that over a period of time, right, it says that when God said, let there be light, light wasn't created, light was created at, in the Big Bang instance, but then it took several hundred thousand years for light to finish forming through stars. Now, this is not astrology. This is not predicting by the stars. This is the study of creation. And based on the stars, it was light that created the rest of the world, that created the periodic, the elements from the periodic table. It was light. So this is what is physics the big bang theory is the entire first couple of chapters of genesis the book of genesis now 
when God said, see, because we think that the enemy is God. The enemy may be a lot of people's gods, you know, but no, he he's not the creator. He is a creation. So here's the thing about that is that in physics, it teaches us that, you know, the, um, that matter creates antimatter. But how did it create antimatter? It created antimatter in the form of electrons. We know electrons now to be negatively charged, but they weren't always negatively charged. What do we know that to be? That was the kingdom of hell. The kingdom of hell was positively charged at one point in time. In the beginning of time, when the kingdom of hell was still positive, it was still worshiping God. It was still worshiping light. Therefore, it was light itself. Who do we know this to be? This is Lucifer. Okay, so then after that, then um, it says that electrons, in physics, it says that electrons started to lose its charge. Now, what do we know in the Bible that was happening with the kingdom of hell? It was the third of heaven that started to go against God and then it says that there was a war that happened and a third of heaven was casted down to earth or to hell now here's the thing about that is that in physics it talks about how matter wins the war by one particle of each volume okay why is that is because God was smart enough to only create a third of heaven to be negatively charged. Then what ends up happening, before that happened, yeah, they started to lose um, charge. So what does that let me know? That is the thought pattern that was making them lose charge, which is the same for us. It's the thought pattern that makes us lose charge, that makes us lose light. Now, then the um then what ends up happening is in the war but uh, matter wins the war by one particle in each volume this is because two-thirds of heaven remained positive this is a love story of physics it's a love story of science and i fell head over heels with science because it was so many discoveries that I was like, oh my God, and God's here, and oh my God, and God's there. And what I realized is that it's not just physics, it's biology, and it's not just science, it's different religions. If you hear something that uh, another religion has that is sound that is it comes it derives from the bible if you hear law of attraction law of assumption these all come from scriptures i can't get into it now but it all comes from scripture now when god said let us create man in our image this is when all hell broke loose and the war started because physics teaches us that it was from that um, from that, that then we were able to start 
that humans were created. Now, here's the thing. If this is the case, if this is how all um, the periodic table continues to be made from supernovas, from all of these things, then from the implosion of stars, this is how heavier um, metals, uh, heavier than iron were made. And these are all of the elements that are in our bodies. Okay? Now, the enemy is not here for us to be scared. Evil is not here for us to be scared of it. Evil is here for us to conquer it and for us to tell it what to do. Okay? How do we tell evil what to do with creation? If electrons are what the devil is, are the makeup of the devil then why aren't we just using it to create right create a car there's iron in that there's electrons in that there's electrons in everything that's around anytime that something becomes hyper it has a lot of electrons orbiting that thing okay so the kingdom of heaven is not and that was <laughs> the long explanation to what i'm going to say now so the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. So here's the thing. The brain needs glucose in order to function, and glucose is sugar. We don't need to be scared of the enemy. We just need to know how to maneuver the world, maneuver our um, existence and our habitat. That's it. That's all. Now, the bio, um, sorry, physics says that it completely annihilated, that matter completely annihilated antimatter, but I don't think so. I don't think so, because if that was the case, then the enemy still wouldn't be roaming around, and he definitely is. So they, they have that part missing, right? Where did, um, where did antimatter go? Antimatter just was broken up and it's in earth because the kingdom of hell is decomposition to uh from dust you were created to dust you will return what does your body do when it decomposes it starts to mold well first it starts to mold while you're alive because you know if you're eating a whole bunch of junk and and what I see, like, now when I look at foods, I can see mold in my mind, in my mind's eye, I can see that there's mold in that food. And what I see the most mold in is, like, chips. It's like, um, and the first time I saw that on a chip, I saw it on, um, what are those golden fishy cookies? goldfish <laughs> yeah i saw it in goldfish and I, I was like what in the world and this is the part that i mean about you know tapping into that 90 percent of your brain that you're not using the reason why you're not using 90 percent of your brain is because one you need to eat the right foods and two you need to fast it is absolutely possible for you to do it. And 
what this is how I went to do the 40 day no food fast, the infamous um, Jesus fast, the one that he did right before he started ministry. I started by taking just small things out of my diet little by little. Okay, so first I did the no meat, no fermented drink fast. Um, the reason why I did that one is because it's just scripture. So I just followed those two scriptures and I maxed them out 40 days. I said, well, if it takes 30 days to break a bad habit, then I'm going to do it for 40. Why not? Then what did I do after that? I went and um, then I cut out everything else, else, else except fruits and vegetables and water. Now, this is the Daniel fast. And Daniel didn't just do it for three days. When I was reading throughout scripture, it was more. I mean, sorry, not three days, but three weeks, 21 days. It was, it was more. It was a lifestyle for Daniel. And he went and it, it was a big ordeal because he had to ask permission. He they weren't free. They were slaves. And they were slaves in a different dynasty, in a different kingdom. And they needed, um, you know, they needed to fast. And they couldn't do it without the Enoch's permission. Right? So the Enoch was the one who basically curated everything that they needed to eat. And it was called the king's diet. And Daniel said, and they had to eat meat. They had to drink uh, wine for the king's diet. So what happened was Daniel went up, went to the um, Enoch and he said, please allow my men to just do it for 10 days. And those are the three guys, the Meshach, uh, Shadrach, and Abednego. And these guys... Those three guys, that's not even their Hebrew name. That was their slave names. So now, it was those three guys, right? We know them from, you know, the um, the burning furnace with um, Nebuchadnezzar, which was to, it, he was said to be one of the, or if the evilest king in the Bible, although I really don't think so. I think Ahab was the evilest king in the Bible, you know, the one that was married to Jezebel. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, what I saw from that scripture was that he made it a lifestyle. And then 10 days after he started the fast, what he did was he presented himself to the Enoch and he showed to be healthier than the other men and so the Enoch allowed it because the Enoch was scared that he was going to um get in trouble with the king he was like you're gonna have my head like the king will have my head if I do this because I'm going against direct orders you know I'm supposed to be doing this thing but you want me to do this thing and why should I do this for you so it was scary it was scary and but he did it and he presented to be um, and this is, this is what's so amazing about this fast. What's so amazing about this fast is that, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to hop off of here, but what's so amazing about this fast is that 
they were wiser than everyone else. So the fruits and vegetables made them sharper and it made them wiser than anyone else. All of the other counselors, it made them wiser. So I'll say that to say this. I'm seeing a wave of prophets saying that we need to fast on only fruits and vegetables and we need to fast from um it, do an intermittent fast where we're just eating at six in the morning and six at night so i'm seeing that a lot i'm hearing it a lot in any time that god speaks he speaks through people because he is people so now and i and when i say prophets i don't just mean people that um are seers because what the bible teaches is that there's a false prophet who is a liar or there is um a prophet and this is the one that's telling of the things of the kingdom of light so who is our modern day prophet who is talking about the kingdom of light the most doctors Science is God, guys. And what I believe is going to be a wave of out with the old, in with the new. And if the old and the people in the church that are so religious, because that's a spirit, that's the dog spirit for you to be super religious and not listen to what someone else has to say, because um, the Bible says to be slow to speak and quick to listen. So now there will be a wave of people in the church that will die and not enter into the promised land because they're not taking heed to this advice. I do believe that wholeheartedly. And I believe that those um, that are taking into this advice, there are they are taking this advice in, will be able to go into the promised land. Now, the promised land is in the mind. Heaven and hell is in the mind. God said that he is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. Therefore, it means that you have to be alive to inherit the kingdom of heaven it's in your body if our bodies is the land and the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof i i've had visions of globes being in my tummy that's how big we are our energy surpasses galaxies we are much larger than this body. The body just is materialized energy. That's it. Well, guys, that's all the time I have for today. <laughs> Over and out.